Hello, you are now tuning in to the Told by Reese podcast. So grateful if you're listening. I'm your host, Reese, and we have an interesting, exciting, electrifying show today. We're going to go into a lot of things. Um, but before we go into a lot of things, I just want to say I'm so grateful for you having tuned in. You could have been listening to anything else in the world. That's not true. I control your radio waves and your airwaves. You can only listen to this. That's also not true. But I am glad you're listening to this. I'm definitely glad you're listening to this because why else would I do this if not for you listening? Would it be to talk to myself? Maybe. Maybe I do like talking to myself. But maybe, just maybe, I like talking to you too. Maybe I like the fact that you keep coming back every episode and you keep listening and With every episode, I I get a little better. Sometimes I don't, but for the sake of this conversation right here, let's pretend I get a little better. Let's pretend one day I'm going to be the greatest podcaster to ever exist. Then you can say I was around as he was still finding his voice, as he was still doing all these different things. It's interesting thinking about different things. Because that's what this podcast is really all about. It's about different things. Interestingly enough, I was sent an award, like submission form for podcasting, and there were so many different categories, so many different options and everything, and I got stuck because I'm like, what exactly would my option be? What am I? What am I? And that's ultimately what this podcast is about, exploring what, who, why, when, where, it's just... Modern day philosophy meets walking stream of consciousness. I mean, said that. That's why I updated my actual bio or info for the podcast so more people could find it. Because I looked at my podcast bio and it was very, it, it was bare, very bare bones. It was something tongue in cheek, a one liner, but you'd have no idea what I am if you read that. Now I have a more lengthy, filled out info bio thingy. And I still don't know if you have any more idea about what I do. But hey, at least it's a more fleshed out version of I have no idea what I'm doing. So anyway, let's listen to this intro a little bit more. This really great intro and let's get started with the show. Pulling back the curtain a little bit, right now it is tis the afternoon. And why is it the afternoon? Why why am I using the afternoon to record a podcast episode and hopefully submit it as well and make all these noises with my phone as I'm trying to place it down, find a place for it? I tell you it's the afternoon because I think that's very important. Why is it the afternoon instead of some other time, the morning, the night? Well, it's because I have the afternoon to do it. Um, well, no, actually, I have any time to do this podcast right now because, as you know from last episode, I'm currently unemployed, aka unemployed for the win. I ain't got no job. And why? Well, because they laid me off. They did not fire me, but they laid me off. And I said, why not? Let's do an afternoon vibe. Let's, let's do a, I've been doing nothing with my day, at least as far as you're concerned. So I'm going to throw it out there and see what kind of different vibe I can get smack dab in the afternoon. 
everybody else is working or schooling or doing something of note. I'm doing something equally as important, letting you in in my personal dungeon I call my mind. And maybe just getting into yours a little bit. So here it is, something o'clock in the afternoon, and we're having a good old time. Recording. And by we, I mean myself, because obviously I do all this by myself for now. But maybe not. Maybe not one day. <sighs> now here's the funny thing, right? I didn't think I would be able to do this for as long as I could. And by this, I mean make episodes while I'm fun employed, while I'm, while I'm searching, while I'm job searching, right? Because for a moment there, for, for a real moment, for a few days this week, for every day this week, including the weekend, I thought the jig was up. I thought, wow, my time in fun employment is about to shrink tremendously and not in a good way, not in a good way at all, more like a desperation panic way. So let me lay it out for you, right? Last episode, the very last episode, which is a great episode, you should listen to. You should always listen to all the episodes forever. <sighs> Outlined how I got laid off at my recent job. But I said, it's not so bad because I'm getting severance. I'm going to get unemployment. Uh, I'll be good for a few months until I find a job that I really want. And then I talked to you about how the first week, it was just kind of being not stuck but really just thinking about hey this is this is what happened and the next week recovering from the fact that I'm a jobless bum right in my own words I'm not judging anybody else for being a jobless bum just myself right so this is now week three we're entering into week well we're in into week three deep into week three we're entering into week three and Week three was really where I was going to start to put things together. It's like all those things that I had to do, like the music, the creating, the whatever's next, I was going to put all that effort into everything starting week three. The crazy thing is uh, at the end of week two, <laughs> I got some startling news. There was, in order to get the severance, you had to sign an agreement with the company and then that basically it, it waves them from all faults. You can't sue them, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Right. But because they didn't have my right email on file and eventually they did, they sent me the email late. I didn't have the same time frame to look at the document that everyone else did. So by the time I got the document to look at, the links were expired. They were expired. And that means in my head, I'm like, oh, no, the link expired to do this. If I don't sign that document, they're going to say, well, the offer is expired. You don't get the severance anymore. So wait, what? What? You mean to tell me the spring months and possible summer months that I, th I, I decided, hey, I'm going to really find this next step, find who I am with this next step, get some time. I don't have to rush. I don't have to be in such a headspace that, okay, I'm just going to have to get another job just so I can keep my head afloat, keep afloat, keep my head above water, et cetera, et cetera. I have projects that I need to pay for. All these things came rushing in and my anxiety level went from a two to a 10. 
a 2-2-10. Two, two, because the bag was fumbled. Not by me. I didn't fumble the bag. But there's no guarantee that the bag would be picked back up and provided to me. And I know, hey, there's still unemployment. Well, unemployment pays you a fraction. A fraction. So, really, that severance was going to be my ability to kind of hit the ground running. At least for the next couple of months. I'm not going to make any exorbitant purchases. There's nothing that I'm going to buy for myself or recreation or anything. There's actual projects that I'm putting money towards. So, one day, I think I have all the resources I need. Or just enough of the resources I need to get what I want done, done, or get the ball rolling of what I want done, because eventually I'm, I'm absolutely going to have to enter the 9 to 5 workforce unless something phenomenal happens, which I'm not going to block, but it's just not likely. But I said, at least now I can put certain things in place. So when I do hit that 9 to 5 block, I'll have had two to three months of concentrated effort on these other things here. But all of a sudden, that got thrown into jeopardy. Serious jeopardy, because I'm like, um, hmm. That money that I was counting on is not there. And all of a sudden, those bills that I'm all caught up for, on for this month and next month, eh, they weigh a little heavier. They weigh a little heavier. I'm like, well, I've, hmm, what do I do? What do I do? Now, in my mind... I said, don't panic, just email them, and they'll email you back and send you the form and all those other things, because they didn't necessarily say it's expired, but I know how these things work, and I'm like, ah, that's expired. This is the way they can save money. <sighs> so come Friday, after my little victory of finally getting all the equipment removed and back to them, I sent an email. Came the crushing defeat, possible defeat of not getting the severance. So I sent them an email. Explain the situation, what happened, to more than one source. Friday, I don't get an answer. So, over the weekend, I have to stew over that. Like, think about it. Like, hmm, okay. Like, don't panic just yet, but you know, it's Friday, it's Friday afternoon. Maybe somebody will say something on Monday. I get to Monday, no one's said anything. Okay, don't panic, these things happen. Just keep sending emails. Start looping my friends that work, that still work there into this for me. I'm like, hey guys, not to freak out, but I don't know about the severance thing because the agreement that I had to sign is expired and I can't get a hold of anybody. They gave me some more information. So I send emails to places on Monday. Don't get a response. Oof. Okay. That anxiety level is arising. It's arising. It's it's way past the 10 right now. Because I'm like, oh crap. Now that they've gotten what they wanted from me, I'm never even going to hear from them again. They're not even going to respond. They're just going to like, kick rocks, loser. So then Tuesday happens. And I'm like, I can't... The one thing i got to give myself credit for, give myself credit for, quote-unquote, is my persistency. Because I'm not giving up on this, quote-unquote, bag, this severance bag, because I'm not saying I deserve it or earned it, but you said you'd give it to me. And you also sent me my emails late. I'm not letting this go. So I emailed another round of people and keep going higher up the chain. Finally, finally, eventually, 
on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday late, I get the response from the higher person in the chain said, I sent the information to the two people, but they're out today. They'll get back to you tomorrow. Then Wednesday happens. So I'm like, hey, this is this is Wednesday is going to be the sinker sink or swim day. They're going to answer me one way or the other, so I know what I am working with. Except, they never reached out to me on Wednesday. Now I'm sweating bullets. Like, okay, at least they didn't reach out to me Wednesday morning. Wednesday afternoon, I I reach out to them because now I have their email. So I'm like, hey, sorry to bother you. But this, this, and this, right? At this point, I've sent up to 10 emails because I'm making sure. Finally, 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 sometime Wednesday evening-ish, they must have sent me an email. Because they're like, hey, can you confirm this is your email, et cetera, et cetera. We keep sending it to blah, 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 et cetera. Who cares, right? <sighs> So what they said in that email, my heart dropped a little bit because they said the links expired because the offer expired. But then they said, because of the email mishap, et cetera, et cetera, here, we're going to give you a chance to sign it again. This expires in two days. I signed that and sent that back so fast. So it would make your head spin. I said, thank you. Take care. Arrivederci. Because now they, they, they open the offer back up. And so now I'm going to get my money. I'm going to get my money. Now I know what you're thinking. Why'd you sign it? Because I don't have a case here. I don't. I I might have had a case to sue them if they didn't send me the severance. But getting into a legal battle, etc., etc. I don't want all that. I'm not looking to break the bank with them. I'm looking to break the bank, period. But on my own, I'm not going to break the bank with them. I just wanted what they what they offered me and what's fair and equitable. It was a company. I can't say the company did wrong by me. I can't really say the company did right by me. It was a company. They paid me for a job. They stopped. They they no longer require my services, and they offered a severance and unemployment with that job. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it until. I have a different situation that is hopefully better. But in the meantime, during that whole time, my anxiety level was on 10, which is funny because right at this job, right after this job, I decided, I told myself, you're not going to get anxious. Obviously, you're going to get another job. You get unemployment. You're going to get a severance. So you still have money coming in. Just relax. Be, you know, be mindful, be careful, be dutiful. Don't just shirk your responsibilities and say, I'm not paying anything ever. But don't panic because you're fine. And then when this news hit that I might not get paid like I thought I was going to get paid. Oh, it was panic at the disco. Minus the disco. Well, actually not minus the disco because you know me, I like to dance. I like the boogie on the disco. So it was always panic, always disco. It was both, right? But I tell you what good that this did. It did me a lot of good because I couldn't just sit there in my anxiety. Because now I have 
a lot of hours in the day to do with whatever I want. And the worst thing you can do when you have anxiety is just sit around. For me. Not for anybody else, but for me. So, what have I been doing? Well, every day but one, I've actually worked out. <laughs> worked out long, hard, and for several hours. Every day. Except one. Which, because my body was like, I'm not used to this workload. I'm shutting down on you. I'm like, fair enough. That's fair. That is fair. But every other day, besides that, it's been, hey, going out for long, 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 long jaunts at the gym or walks outside or runs and etc. And it's helped. It's helped to keep my blood pressure down and other things. But, <clears throat> and it would keep me like, at some point, my mind would be so preoccupied with surviving whatever I'm doing because this is a lot of work, especially for me, especially for someone that's not used to a lot of work so many days in a row uh, for several months now. But it did the trick. It helped me just pass day, today, today. And this wasn't... Here's the thing, right? This wasn't really life-altering or life-changing. Truly, truly. There's been things in my life that have been life-altering and life-changing that caused me much more anxiety or would have the right to cause me much more anxiety than this. But I just thought, like... I... Here's why, here's the true reason why this caused me anxiety, right? Because for me, I thought, for the first time ever, right, the universe was being very specific and clear with me. Like, the universe was being as specific and as clear as it's ever been. Why? I'm glad you asked. We're going to go into the story now. But just remember that. So, I have a very interesting relationship with, quote-unquote, corporate America, right? It dates back to college. So, in college, instead of having all the fun in the world my junior and senior year, I said, let me find a nice little entry-level job while I work. Let me find a nice little entry-level job in banking while I go to school. So by the time I graduate, I'm pretty much going to be able to name my entry-level salary. I'm going to go somewhere with my business degree and my banking experience, and I, I'm going to take over Wall Street or something Wall Street adjacent, or I'm going to just punch numbers and crunch numbers and do all those things, right? So I thought I had set up. So junior and senior year, I didn't, uh, I didn't do. A lot of the things that others do during that time. I didn't go to a lot of parties. I didn't even, I didn't live on campus or anything like that. I, I lived at off campus by myself, which I had to pay money for to survive. So, but I had a plan and I did an internship or two. Like I had a plan, a solid, solid plan. Or so I thought. So, Graduate with college with business degree in hand. Business degree from business school of Lord Businessington. I butchered that. But look from Lord Business. And I said, great. Now I'm going to take on the world. I, I have a couple of cheap suits that fit well. At that point, I'm still relatively skinny. 
not like I am now, where I'm relatively fit. I'm not relatively anything. But then, relatively thin then, right? Great. I'm going to take over the world with this thing called business. Right? Then I went out there and applied to job after job after job after job after job after job after job. And you can see it going forever. And none of those jobs called me back. No, I would I would never get an interview. I'd rarely. It just wasn't working out for me. I remember a few times being told, please stop contacting us for a job. Ouch. Okay. So, I so said, let me make the best of my situation. The entry level place that I worked, they had a different position open. I went for that. I've already told you in previous episodes um, about how I tried to actually elevate myself within that company and they were not having it. But here I am, degree in hand. Degree in hand and quote unquote experience, those two things combined, I'm like, I'm going to have my pick of jobs. I did not have my pick of jobs. I certainly didn't have my pick of jobs. I did not know that's not how it worked. But that just means that wasn't meant for me in that time. Like that type of that type of environment, whatever you want to call it, wasn't meant. Okay. Then I get on to my next job and I call that the job where I grew up at, basically. You know, the job that I spent the majority of my twenties, if not all of my twenties there actually. And you know, there I would do well. I got a couple of promotions, those sort of things. But I knew I saw the ceiling there. I was never going to get to the department or the work that I wanted to do at that place. So there would be times where I applied outside of the company. It would never it would never be anything substantial enough to say I can actually leave. Even as friends and other people, colleagues left and went to other places and said, I look out for you and they send me information and everything. It, it would just never, never worked out. No matter who I knew, it would never work out. So I felt stuck there. And at some point I got okay in the stuckness. Like, hey, they pay me enough. I've, I can do this job with my eyes closed. Sure, it's stressful, but... Every job is stressful. This is this. Eventually, I'll leave because I'll I'll find the courage or whatever to right. But I wasn't really set on leaving. Except my last stop, I I was pretty set on leaving. But it's all about the timing, right? But the first job I left because obviously there was no room for improvement. And it came to a head where they're just like, well, I had everything they were looking for, and yet there was nowhere for me to go. So it was impossible for me to stay there. This next stop that I just told you about, I did great. I did great. Numbers were always great. Um, I was in charge of people. People raved about me enough. I would get people promoted. I would give people raises. I was objectively speaking, a decent boss. I don't know how great a leader I was, a leader, the L word, but I was a decent enough boss, right? To one employee completely torpedoed all of 
the goodwill and everything I brought up. There was a poison pill. They injected poison into the system. And the higher-ups wanted me to do things that go against everything that I believe in. And I mean everything. <clears throat> and there was no way there was no way around it. My time at that place had swiftly come to a close after such a successful career. But they made the environment so hostile for me internally and externally that I could not stay there. To stay there would be to lose respect for myself. And at that point, I refused to do it. I was young. I saved up a lot of money. I don't need this job. I have plenty of I have plenty of factors working in my favor. But it's funny because at the same time, before all that, I started getting into my creativity bag. Like my real, real creative bag. And before the creative bag, I didn't really have anything else to do. So it would be like work, go home, sleep, rinse, repeat. But once I started following my hobbies, my passions, it came to a head like... You can't serve two masters. And a lot of times while I'm working, I would be daydreaming about, oh man, this story would be great. Oh, this would be a great song. Oh, this would be a great thing. Matter of fact, a lot of things that I've created since, they got their genesis while I was working there. While I'm there supposed to be listening to X, Y, or Z, I'm thinking of something completely differently all the time. And that's what it became. My body was there at the job. My mind was always somewhere else. Eventually that catches up to you. And the funny thing is, in retrospect, had that incident never happened, and it wasn't, just to, just to put it out there, it wasn't like a, a, what do you call it? It wasn't a sexual incident or a physical incident or anything like that. No, 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 no. It wasn't that, so we can we can forget about that. It wasn't anything like that. It was something completely different, but still really stupid. But if it wasn't for those incidents at work, that's why I hate using the word incident, because like, then what was it? It was just, it was dumb. It was dumb. I, I can assure you it was dumb. It was so dumb, I'm not even going to repeat the things. It's like, but I'll, I'll repeat one thing. I was accused of stealing other people's lunches or not even stealing, but forcing them to give me some of their lunch. That was an actual thing I was accused of. Just placing it there. And, and I'm going to walk away from that. This, that was, it, and it was many of the other dumb things that happened. But moving past that, if that thing did not happen, then I'm sure I will. I would leave that place at some point in time because the place is just getting worse and worse and worse. But if that didn't happen, maybe I leave later than I'm supposed to. Maybe I do but go ahead and buy a house, and therefore I have to always find employment to do that. Maybe I don't take that year off. So it's funny because I was like, I'm comfortable here. And then the universe turned the heat up just enough to make sure that I would not stay. All right, cool. So did my own thing for a year. 
Mm. Certain things were great, certain things were not so great, right? But then eventually had to get gainful employment. Now this next job, I, I kind of miss this next job for the freedom of time I had. That's the only thing I miss about that job. Everything, well, and the people that I helped. Every Everything else was like, eh, it's okay. But this next job, freedom of the time I had, the only problem is the people at the top running the organization, really, really terrible. Really terrible. And here's the other thing. Because of a lot of unforeseen things that happened, even though I budgeted and saved and all those things for my job and also the extra expenses of trying to do these projects, I ran out of money much faster than I should have. And I was in the hole a lot earlier and more than I thought it would be. So what ended up happening is that job that I took just so I could have something after taking a year off it ended up not being essentially enough money for what I was trying to do then. It was a, a, a low-paying job for my expenses at the time. So that was always only going to be temporary because there was no way for me to dig myself out the hole, so to speak. <sighs> so at some point, the bills kept coming to a head and they kept coming. Well, I can't pay everything this month. I got to wait. Eventually, that got tired very shortly, very soon. It's like, okay, I, I need a better paying job. So I found the next job. The next job paid a lot more. And it was a great job. It was me in charge of people again, but they were a lovely group of people. Like, they're a really good group of people. Um, and I really, like, it, it was weird, because at first, you, you kind of had to earn their respect because of whoever came before whatever reason but you listen to them you show them your personality you bring them in and they adopt you you know they they decided yes i believe in this person so finally building things building solid building solid relationships with these people finally finding my footing in the company that was a weird company because day one they were like, you're really not going to get properly trained in what to do here. And I never was. I just, I had to learn as we went along, which is interesting and weird. And only place that's ever happened to me where they really, like, there was no training whatsoever. It was ready, go. And it was never even a set. It's ready, go. And good luck. And if you screw something up, we'll, we'll fix it in post, even though we might not fix it. Um... Great people worked for that company. The heads of those companies were the absolute worst people in the world. Absolute worst. And don't worry, I'm not getting in trouble because I'm not going to say their names. But you know how that job, what happened with that job, got laid off. Got laid off. And so did all of my staff. And it was a, it was such a punch to the gut that I had been in there. said, I don't want to be in charge of people ever again because... I don't want to not be able to save people who I grew to love and care about. I don't want to be able to not save their job and not do anything about it. Cause that was a sad, sad day. Cause they all, they all got laid off and they didn't get that much. And unemployment wasn't that great. It was there. It wasn't that great. It ran out quickly. But that was another thing. Had that not happened when it happened, I don't know if 
I would have left the job, period. Like, maybe I would leave the job at some point, but I wouldn't leave the job. I wouldn't have left the job anytime soon because they were paying a decent amount of money. But something funny happened after that job, and we know that that is. It's I started a business on my own, which was terrible the first year. Trash second year, but semi-successful. Third year is getting successful. It was getting successful for my business. And the independence. I just loved the independence. Sure, sometimes I had to work weird hours. Sure, some I didn't love some of the people that, I, that were my clients. Sure, there's a lot of those weird just things. And there's, I, there's things I didn't love about being a business owner. But I absolutely loved the freedom of my time. I've grown to understand the freedom of my time. My time is what I treasure the most abstractly, like as an abstract or as a con as a concrete. Actually, I value my time. I value my time to do with whatever I want to do with it. Sometimes that's productive things. Other times not so productive things. But I value and treasure my time and working for myself Gave me the ability to do that. So if I valued my time more than the money that was being offered at that time, I could say no. Or they could offer me so much money that it was worth spending my time with. A couple of months, sometimes to hit what I wanted to monthly income wise, I only had to do, I had, I had, I only needed to work with a couple of clients. And then we're good. We're good to go. Here's the funny thing, though. Here's the funny thing. In my heart of hearts, I still didn't enjoy the business that I was doing. I enjoyed the freedom it afforded me. And I enjoyed the money it made when things were good. But I didn't really like what I was doing. It was just something I could do. And it was something I could do. And earn money from it. And not have to go back into the working world. Right? But I didn't really love it. I didn't really even like it. My favorite parts of dealing with clients is when I was done with them. And it's nothing against clients. And actually I like people. Like I like, I actually really, really like people. It's just that the, the job, the work. I was like, ah, this isn't, this isn't really what I envisioned for myself. Right? But because the money was what the money was, and because I finally started getting some success, I probably would definitely still be doing it to this day, to in a certain capacity, if not for the fact that, mm, you know what happened, and that 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 uh, my my company, my entrepreneurship went under. Then you get desperate, you accept jobs. This job that I last accepted, the one that's recently laid me off, you already know about it. I've been talking to you about it for the better part of a year now. It was what I needed in time. But it was never supposed to be permanent. It was never supposed to be permanent because what what is this podcast for? What are me doing the videos for? What is me doing the music for? What is me writing the book for? Just me doing the script. Like, it's all about getting fed, right? It's all about 
going and doing things that are authentically me. And I figured it out. I think I figured it out, right? I thought I figured it out. I thought I did. I said, okay, universe, you have been telling me all along that certain lifestyles just aren't for me. Certain things just aren't for me. It's not you. Guess what? The four four walls in the corner office, not for you. Wall Street, not for you. Being a quote-unquote cog in a system, not for you. Any of these things. You're going to be a creator whether you like it or not. And why do I say that? Why? Because I have been trying I've been trying my best and my hardest to be a nine to fiver, to be able to clock in, do my work, clock out and call it a day. I keep trying to do that and I keep getting rejected from that by corporate America, nonprofit America, entrepreneurship America. It's, I keep getting very clear signals that this isn't for you but i didn't think they were clear at first but you keep getting those things and even when you change industries and these things happen to you hey guess what this line of work is not for you it's not for you and that was my aha moment i was like wow you're right because i either keep getting laid off or I'm put in a position where I'm, I, I have to walk away from this thing. Or something happens that completely crushes what I'm doing. But all throughout this time, you know what I've been consistent with? The creativity piece. I've actually added, I keep adding more tools into my creative toolkit. That's the one thing that's been consistent. When everything else has been so inconsistent is I still find a way to have an outlet. As far as video goes, as far as story goes, as far as music goes, I always find a way to have an outlet. I just don't have the success that goes along with this outlet. And I said, oh, wow, this is, this is it. This is the spring, summer, like this is, this is the, this is going to be it. This is a launch point. Maybe I don't make it here, but this right now that I'm afforded this time, it's time. It's time to do it. That's I'm being sent clear and unmistakable instructions about what I'm supposed to do. And then the severance issue came up. Then the severance issue came up. A severance is going to allow me to have two three months of uninterrupted, I can do, I can do what I want. It's not a lot of money, but I didn't make a lot of money. It's enough to cover the bills and then some. I don't have a lot of expenses right now. Besides my creative expenses and a couple of bills. But without that severance, and I don't know what's going to happen on employment, I wasn't going to be able to do any of that. I was going to have to look for a job very soon. Why? Because I have been saving money. 
But again, like I told you, there's a few really expensive projects that were that that were on the same horizon at the same time that I'm going to have to see it through now. And I was always going to see those through, so I was going to have to get a job. And now I'm finally in a position that I've never been in before. I don't have to get a job right away. I don't have to. I'm not in a dire situation financially. I get to look for a job after exhausting other avenues. And for me, it's like, okay, that's what this was. That's what this severance battle thing was. Because I finally, finally thought, okay, universe, you've made it abundantly clear what I should do, at least in the short term. And then for a week there, it looked like, well, actually, I may be wrong about that. You you may not be telling me anything. But now that it's settled, I'm going to get it. And other things, I can, I can finally say, okay, universe, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm not sure what the assignment is, but I think I understand it. Ah, so now, with a sigh of relief, I can say, I'm going to go full bore on these things. Because there's only one way I know how to do things with, that I care about. And that's energetically. I don't want to do them lackadaisical or anything like that. So, this podcast is going to continue to be interesting. I think after this one, I'm going to put a pin in talking to about me for a while. Um, with the exception of giving updates, with the exception of giving updates, other than that, I would rather have my human stream of consciousness be on other things, be on other things and than myself. Cause I live with myself all the time and yeah, I'm quite interesting. I'm quite an interesting fellow, but I'm much more interested in things outside of me than inside of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just going to leave that there. Leave that right there. Let it just reside in the <laughs> in the existence of that. But this this podcast, I'm thinking more episodes. More episodes. To, like, like two a week. I could definitely get two a week, especially if I make them shorter for a little bit. Let's, let's experiment. The good news about being where we are, a small podcast channel, is we can always experiment we can experiment and have fun and i never want to lose the spirit of that even though one day this podcast is going to be huge because why not i want to just see what different things happen and i think that's the key to quote unquote staying young or the key to life key to enjoying life is find things you enjoy and be excited about them i i think as adults we go away from our hobbies so fast and so quickly and we never go back to them. Even when we do go back to our hobbies, we try to find a way to monetize them always. Instead of certain times things just being fun hobbies we like to do. And I'm also guilty of that. Every single hobby that I have is probably... T- well, no, not every single hobby, but a lot of hobbies like this. 
sure, I want this to be a thing someday. Um, the writing that I do, yes, I want that to be a thing someday. The YouTube videos, yes, I want it to be a thing someday. But guess what? My guitar playing, that's mostly for me. That's mostly for me to enjoy. If I become the greatest guitar player you never heard of, I'll be fine with that. But I want to be the greatest podcaster you never heard of. I want people to hear about me. I want people to hear about me early and often. But I think we need to find hobbies. We need to play. I don't think adults play like that. Or if they do, it's not called play anymore. It's our idea of play is, especially when you're 20s or 30s or whatever, it's go to a bar or somewhere else and find somebody to sleep with. Or several people to sleep with. Or it's, let's look on social media and see who's having fun what. Or let's lust over this, lust over that. I'm not judging any of that. Because I've definitely been there. And will be there again. Except the bar thing. Mm -mm, I'm, I'm good. But as far as looking at pictures and be like, ooh, that looks nice. Now mine might be food related. Ah, let's keep it real. Some of it will be food related. Some will be just thirst trap central. Love me some thirst traps. But just do something you love. I, I A lot of my friends who are my age, older, younger, there's just a different energy they have when they get into something they're passionate about. And I love them the most. I think they're the most brilliant, the, the brightest, the best when they're doing something they're passionate about, um, whether or not. It has to do with their job. Because I'm never in just a normal, regular conversation with people who I've just met. Unless I really need it. Like, unless it's for something I'm working on. I'm never going to ask somebody, what do you do for a living? Instead, I'm going to ask them, what do you do that makes you feel alive? Because I think that's such a better question. I think that's such a better question. I think it, you get to know who they are. Instead of getting into that default work, am I right? Weather, am I right? Kids, am I right? Sports, am I right? I watch sports. I do. I do. I'm I'm a casual observer of sports right now, but you know what I really like absorbing? The sports talk shows. The talking heads. Why? Not because I agree or disagree with them. I just think they're fascinating personalities. Right? But to me, sports is just such an arbitrary thing. It's it's safe. It's relatively safe. Hey, the we hey, we're from the same geographical region. Obviously, we root for the same teams. Go team. Did you see that play last night? Oh, of course I saw that play. Amazing. Uh, snore, snore, snore. I do enjoy sometimes talking about sports, but it's just really... I do it to see... I do it sometimes to see what your relationship with sports is. Is it casual? Like mine? Are you really fixated on it? Do you only know about your local teams? Do you know about the things at National? Who do you listen to? Because the way you argue about these things, I can I can generally tell you listen to. Because I watch all of them. And why? 
Well, number one, I had to pass time somehow. And to me, sports is the safest thing to have hard opinions about and, and just keep going. And because I'm divorced from sports in a way that you can't necessarily be divorced from current events or politics, because some of these things might actually affect you or someone you love, and sports never will, even if their favorite team doesn't win. It's always, to me, it's a great sociological experiment. Because as charged as the opinions can be about sports, at the end of the day, it's still sports. You can divorce yourself from it. Easier than, hey, here's how I feel about XYZ group's rights, or what I think about this occupation over here. This is just... But having said that, if I never talk about sports a day in my life again... I will be a happy person. If I could find other things, if I if we could find other things to talk about that don't involve sports or any of the really supercharged things, but things that could be very interesting. Or you can find some about who someone is in their core. What is their life philosophy? What is their life's ideology? And why? How do they relate to the world? And a lot of times, uh, many people, many of us, because I know this is me, I just kind of, sometimes we're in that space where we're existing. But I want to know what makes them live. So that's what I'm interested in. And I'm hoping through this podcast that you've been hearing That you understand what makes me want to live. What makes me want to exist. What gets me up in the morning. Or what keeps me up in the morning. Because anxiety certainly keeps me up. I tell you. I wanted to make this podcast episode before things are resolved. But I was just so anxious about this. I was like, ah. And I was more anxious in the unknown than the known. Because at least if you get a verdict on that then you can react accordingly or appropriately. Well, hey, you're here from my lawyers, which they never were. Or, hey, thank you. Yay, it works for me. But that ambiguity, that's where a lot of that anxiety can come from, the not knowing. Now, fortunately, when you know, you might get a whole different type of anxiety coupled with depression, which is a great, they're a great tag team. They're on, they're, they're pretty hard to defeat. But I wasn't going to get depressed about this, but I was going to be anxious because I saw it. (laughs) I saw the two possibilities. I get this money and I can be free for another few months until I have to rejoin the real world. Or I got to take whatever I can get and now and quickly. Which, who knows? Maybe that compounds things. Maybe the next job makes it so hard for me to stay there. That I again quit, strike out on my own, but this time it's for real. But now I have a few months to play around. But I'm not going to play. I'm going to be serious about this creativity thing. About whatever. All I know is next job I'm getting, I, 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 need, I, I need more money. If I'm going to be surrounded by four white walls, <laughs> then you're... Gonna have to pay me more to do it. You're gonna have to pay me more to do it. 
Because at least the next time the universe decides to kick me out of a job, I'll have even more of a cushion. Because this human existence is full of things called trial and slash or error. And eventually, through trial and error, eventually, I think I'm going to come upon the right answer. I'm going to stumble upon it. It might take me a minute. It might take me a while. It might take me a lot more failures. This summer could just be a whole string of failures. It might take me a whole lot more failures. But eventually, what if? Yeah. And I, I like to think about the what if. What if? So, we're going to find out. Hey, universe, guess what? I am listening, so please keep talking. And that, my friends, is actually where we are going to end the show. And what a great show it was, in my opinion, and yours. I'm going to finish that sentence for you because obviously that is actually where you want to go with that sentence. I don't hear anything else. It's yet another Reese episode, but I think this one was important and critical for anybody out there that similar things have happened to. It's, I think sometimes we ask for a sign from the universe, and the universe actually does provide a sign. So God, obviously God, for those of us that uh, subscribe to organized religion, not even organized religion, but to a theistic religion. Someway, somehow... I believe we're all sent signs if we choose to accept that. If we choose to see them. And sometimes I'm I'm pretty hard-headed. So sometimes you have to make those signs really clear. Really clear for me. And sometimes I'll even fight against those signs. Like, nope, I don't see that sign. Is that a stop sign? Nah, that's a keep going sign. Is that a green light? No, nah, that's a red light. I have red and green blindness. But sometimes, the universe makes it crystal clear. And I think in this case, the universe has made it crystal clear that I'm going to have to find a way to find work that is actually going to be fulfilling for me. Or this is going to keep happening. And I can respect that. You know what else I would respect? If you ever wanted to leave an email at name of this podcast at gmail.com, or you wanted to leave a rating, a rating on this show, that would be crazy and great on all the platforms because we are streaming on all the platforms, every single platform that has podcasts that are, don't, aren't behind a paywall. At the moment, at the moment, you can go ahead and check us out. But here's the thing. I do want more people to listen to this podcast. Because, of course, we want, to listen, want people to listen to the podcast. So, for everybody listening, here's my challenge to you. Tell one person about this podcast. And here's another challenge. Tell them why they should listen to this podcast. In your own words. Like, hey, there's this guy. He does a podcast. Why should I listen to him? Um, you got to fill that one out for yourself. If someone were to ask me, I would tell them, I'm not going to give you that answer. I'm not going to give you that answer. Because I want you to, again, come up with it on your own. Then I could be like, man, that's crazy. That's incredible. I love it. How did you come up with such an amazing answer? 
but it's time to go. I really do appreciate you spending this time with me, visiting my corner of the universe, but there's your shuttle. You gotta go. So, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.